Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. What's a girl to do to recognize unhealthy patterns, to unpack baggage from the past so she can move forward in her life? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, I want to invite you to check out our new Be Well Club. If you found wellness to be complicated with all the advice out there or all that's on your plate, you'll definitely want to join us. We're working together on wellness in every area of our life and making it simple. Join me for a free Be Well webinar where I'll be sharing six daily habits plus the one key to finally make it stick. You can RSVP for the link at lissafiggins.com forward slash be well or just click the link in the show notes below. And did you hear the news? The best part of the conversation is now happening after the episode in my Facebook group community called Women Repurposed After 40. You can find the link in the show notes to join us for all the fun and extra goodies. And if you enjoyed this podcast and think it would add value for someone else, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review at podchaser.com. I'll drop that link in the show notes or on your favorite podcast platform. Your support helps us share this message with more women like you, and your name will go in our monthly drawing. So you may be asking, what's a girl to do if she wants to get her name in the drawing? I'm so glad you asked. There are two simple ways. One, leave a review on podchaser.com, or two, screenshot an episode, post on social, and tag me, at Lissa Figgins. Now let's rethink our unhealthy patterns. I'm excited to introduce you to Lisa Foray, and she's going to help us unpack a few things, but let me tell you about Lisa first. She helps survivors of toxic relationships that are now in midlife get past their past and develop healthy connections, and she is passionate about coaching women in all stages to accept what isn't working, to decide what's best, and to then take steps that are going to help them achieve it. So you're going to definitely want to listen in and be listening for a friend who might also um, benefit from what we're talking about today. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit more about your story and how you got to what you're doing today. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I I absolutely appreciate it. And hello to whoever's watching out there. Uh, My story is, uh, geez, like so many other stories. Um, I am a coach, so what I coach is what obviously I've been through. And um, I started when I was a kid, I had a very narcissistic mother. And I had a stepfather who just allowed it. 
and enabled it. And, um, you know, after that, I was in that, that, that frame in that relationship mode. So what did I do? I married an alcoholic and he was a severe alcoholic later on. Um, he did leave me, um, almost, we were married for almost five years and he decided that he was done come to find out after that, that he had a bipolar one. And what ended up happening um, was he drank himself to death, unfortunately. Mm. So it was all of that information or all of that kind of came together. And, you know, of course it was painful. It, it, it crushed me, all that stuff, but it took me a, a while to come back from it. But I realized that once I did, I will never go back. I will love completely again, but I will never, ever go back to where I was. And it's an amazing feeling to have. And that's when I realized that I needed to start coaching other women to, to live in their truth and to, and to unpack their toxic baggage to move forward in healthy ways. So, yeah. Oh, so, that's in a so nutshell. important. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more to the story. So thank you for sharing, you know, pieces of that. Cause that's a vulnerable thing, right? So a couple of things that you mentioned that I want to kind of circle back to one, you talked about those patterns, right? Where you had grown up in this environment and then you just naturally continued on in that environment, just from your own experience, from working with women, why do you think that that is? And do you think that back in that, you know, back then that do you think you recognized that this is what you were doing and it was what felt comfortable? Or do you think you were just completely oblivious to it? And, uh, you know, and just made those choices uh, and then discovered it afterwards. It, it took me years to finally discover it um, because it was happening to me as a child. I grew up in that, that relationship, that very dysfunctional relationship. So it became, it just became the natural for me. It became what I knew. Mm. It, it's the only thing that I knew. So when I found a man that treated me the way that my stepfather and my mother treated me, well, I thought that was normal. I thought that was love. And, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, my mother and father would always, or my stepfather would always say, Oh, you know, we love you and all that. And maybe they did. So, but they always gave me that, that behavior along with it. So when I became an adult and started looking for, you know, to move on and start my adult relationships, it was all I knew. So it was very easy to get mm -hmm. to go into that pattern again. And it took years of me realizing it. And it probably truly didn't set in until after my, my first husband left me that I really realized, holy Hannah, now that I'm out of that mud, I can really see what happened to me. So yeah, I think it took a long time. Right. And I'm curious, as you're working with women, from your experience, it was you being out of that situation for you to recognize how toxic it was. Yep. Is it very often that a woman is in the midst of that toxicity and has that realization? Or is it usually when she kind of gets a little bit of that, that space and perspective that she's seeing that? Or maybe a little bit of both? Well, it, it could be. Um, I don't, for me, and I'm not a therapist or anything like that, but what I've seen is it's it's both, but it's not the same person. So I think a lot of times what happens is you have like that straw that finally breaks that camel's back. And they're like, that, oh my goodness, that's it. That's enough. And that only happens after years of, of you know, the abuse, um, mental, physical, emotional abuse. And yes, there's all three of those. Or mm -hmm. it could be um, the other way around where finally just um, after years and years, they start to realize, wait, this isn't right. 
this is not right. Whether they meet somebody new, um, not, you know, not a partner or anything, but they meet other women or something, or they come across, you know, an interview like this or something else that goes, and then their, their brain starts going, thinking, wait a minute, maybe this isn't a normal, healthy relationship. And so I think you can have both, yeah. but I think it's either one or the other four women that are finally ready to get out of that toxic area. Yes. Yes. You're right. Because if that's what you've always thought is normal, why would you think anything different? Um, and so oftentimes Absolutely. it's going to be by seeing something that's different in somebody else's relationship and, or maybe a friend saying, yeah, that's not normal or that's not okay. You know, Absolutely. Um, and stepping in and speaking up. Yes. So what might be let's, before we go into the unpacking it, right. Like let's in, in the identifying it piece, what might be some red flags that, you know, someone's listening today and they're thinking, I don't know, maybe I am in a toxic relationship. Maybe I've been experiencing this for a while and I don't know it, or maybe they're listening and they're thinking of a friend or a family member or somebody that they know. And they've had some questions about that. What might be some of the, the red flags or some of the indicators that, you know, that it is a, a toxic relationship? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I, I just want to say that, you know, your intuition and your gut is a huge red flag finder. So please, if you think that your friend or yourself are in a toxic relationship, even if you have that thought, you very well may be uh, because we're built with that innate um, radar in a sense. So please right. listen to yourself. Um but other red flags are, you know, like if you start a relationship too too quickly, um, you not that you start it, but you like go forward really, really fast. You kind of jump ahead, you meet, and then you the you know the gentleman, the guy wants to move in with you right away, or tells you that he loves you right away. Um, other things like emotional abuse. Um, oh, you're fat. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're stupid. I can't believe you would ever do something like that. How stupid can you be? Um, just things like that, that are, that are just made to make the woman really just um, bond to that man and, and stay with him because her self-esteem is just slowly getting cut down and cut down. So those are huge red flags to watch out for. And that's the unfortunate part because, yeah, because, and that's why women stay in the relationships. It's not their fault. It's because the narcissist or the toxic person knew exactly what to do to bring that Mm -hmm. down and to, to cut them and undermine them constantly and make them doubt themselves to the point where years have gone by and what do they got? What's left for them? You know, so not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And after a lot of time, it does, it feels like, well, you know, what am I going to do start over or, you know, so I think I'm sure women can be at that point where it's one thing if it comes up right away and you're still young and you feel like, okay, I could do this, but I can see how there could be, you know, women who are in midlife and, you know, are just kind of saying, well, this is all I've ever known, or I don't know if I could be okay in my own, right? Are those some of the thoughts that that go through, through women's minds? Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things I am very, very passionate about because I now am remarried and um, I'm very happily remarried. And we've been together for eight years. We met online the whole nine yards. So, and you know, I'm, I'm middle-aged right now. I'm in midlife. And you know, when my husband left me, he left me with no family, no friends, no money, nothing. And yes, he did it to me. I had no choice, but I'm here to say that, no, you can move on. You know, time's going to pass anyway. So why be in that relationship? Why be miserable and 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 abused all the time? Get out, 
And yes, you can start over. It doesn't matter how old you are. Because like I said, time is going to pass anyway. So, you know, take care of yourself during that time. Yes. And what I find as I work with women, you know, there are so many things in our life that, that distract us from taking care of ourselves. It can, you know, be a, a simple thing as just, you know, stress of life or a job or kids or, you know, those types of things. But when you have a woman who's in a situation like this, where she just, you know, she's thinking lowly of herself because of what she's being told. She's always trying to focus on pleasing this other person to try to keep things as, you know, as, as level as possible. She's not prioritizing her wellness. She's not prioritizing her growth. She's not prioritizing her purpose. And all those things are getting shoved on the back burner. And I like what you had to say that it's never too late, you know, that those things are valuable. They are important. They're not selfish. And they will help her to be resilient in moving forward. So, so let, let, let's kind of say, okay, so she's, she's come out of the situation, right? Or she's recognized it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I can imagine there's a lot of baggage. I mean, even if you're not currently in the situation and it's in the past, whether it's a couple of months, a couple of years, or a couple of decades, I'm guessing that that emotional baggage is still there. So how does, you know, how does someone unpack that so that like you, you know, and, and not everyone is going to move on and remarry, but, you know, even just to live, you know, happy, fulfilled life with whatever that includes, how does she, you know, start unpacking some of what happened to her and, and, and all of that to be able to freely move on and discover who she is again? Sure. Well, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, Lisa, that it does take, um, I'm so sorry. There's, there's construction going on outside. I had no idea. Forgive me if you can hear it. I can't hear it. You're fine. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Um, yes, it does take a long time. It it absolutely takes a long time, but some of the things that, that you need to do, um, right away is, you know, just become self-aware and that that can just in itself can help you. And, you know, obviously you've become self-aware because now you're out of that relationship. So you knew what was going on. Um, so that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's the acceptance part of it. And again, you know, you don't, we don't blame the women. We don't blame the victims, you know, whatever your reasons for staying in that relationship, you stayed, that's okay. And, but there, there has to be a level of acceptance to say, okay, I'm out of the relationship. This is where I am right now, you know, live in it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about finding somebody else. Don't worry about where, you know, your friends are right now, or, you know, where they are in, in on their path or anything like that. This is going to be a hard process. Um, and it's going to be an emotional process, but it's going to be right. something that will keep you going for the rest of your life. And one of the things that I love to teach is um, the concept of uh, logical thinking. And it really, really will help you in your, um, when you're unpacking. And that's just by saying, why? You know, whatever you're thinking about right then and there, um, just keep going. Just keep saying, well, why? You know, oh my goodness, I'm never going to find anybody again. Well, why? Well, because I was in such a horrible relationship. Well, why? Well, because he was this, he was that. So what you're saying is he was the bad one, not you. So, you know, so if you keep asking why you keep accepting, you keep being self-aware, it will really, really help you to begin to unpack all the stuff that has been, been put in your emotional suitcase, unfortunately, but don't rush it. And that's the biggest thing. Please don't rush it because it didn't happen to you overnight. You know, everything that you've done and all 
your your self-esteem being cut down, it didn't happen overnight. It sure as heck isn't going to be cured overnight and, and, and fixed overnight, but it can be yes. fixed. We are not sure. broken. Yes. I love oh, that. You know? I know. And just like with our, with our wellness, you know, people, you know, tell me they want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Well, we're not going to do that overnight. Like you said, because you didn't put it on overnight, yeah, but exactly. doing it in a healthy way, right. Is going to not only get rid of the 20 pounds, but help you not find it again. And exactly. I can see how that would be a parallel to what you're helping women do is let's heal from this, you know, experience that you've had so that you don't go right back into that. Because I have personally watched people go, just be in this cycle and it just goes from one toxic relationship to the next and they don't recognize it. And, um, you know, and, and it just will continue to, to, um, to do that because they haven't ever fixed them. And, you know, like you said, they're just going stepping right back in that same situation, right? You, you are. And again, you know, I, I keep saying that, you know, it's not, it's not victim blaming by any means, but now you have, you know, you have to work on yourself. You need to get your confidence back up. You need to get your self-esteem back up. You need to learn what those red flags are. And, and you also need to learn why, you know, that's really important too. There's so many times when somebody asks a question in, in these, these Facebook groups and people say, well, you need boundaries. Well, yeah, that's wonderful. But why do you need the boundaries? What is so important about these boundaries? And I think that's one piece that women are missing because other women, they mean well, but they don't, they don't tell the other women the principles behind it and why exactly you need a boundary or what is a boundary or so to, to continuously ask why and, and, and figure this out slowly is really your best bet. And yes, we live in the age where everything is right there all the time, but this mm. is not one of those things that you can just push along, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. We want a quick fix. And I think a lot of times we have a tendency to just want it to be behind us and just be like, push it under the rug. And now I'm moving on and I'm, oh, you know, but I could see yeah. how it just kind of keeps creeping in if you don't really deal with it. Right. It the does. dirt's still there, even if you sleep it underneath the rug. So it does. Now, and one of the quotes that I heard recently, and my listeners are going to laugh because I almost quote this. And every episode lately, because it does, it applies to everything. But I heard someone say, never DIY your most important priorities. And I think that can be true in every area of life, whether it's wellness, whether it's with a business, whether it's what, especially with something like this. So what do you find is the value? I know it's one of these topics that maybe women don't want to talk about with other people because there's shame or guilt or, you know, just, just emotions that go along with it. But what can you say to encourage someone listening today to say, you know what, you're not alone. And it does bring value to have at least someone else in in the picture to be walking with you through this. Absolutely. What I, what I want to say is, um, unfortunately, you're in the mud. Um, don't know how far in the mud you are, where, wherever you are in that relationship, but you can't see what's in front of you right now because you're still dealing with the toxic baggage. So you can't dig your way out of mud with mud. Um, if that makes, that makes any sense. And, and, and what I mean more is that you, every time that you have an epiphany an aha moment or something like that, everything else changes. So what you're working with right now with your your mind is going to change every single time you make a, a transitional step forward. But unfortunately, you need someone else right now to hold your hand and walk you through because you are not going to be able to see really anything until 
you have at least some of those transitional steps under your belt where you can start looking at things through a more healthy lens. Right, right. Yeah, I can definitely see that outside perspective is helpful to to keep you moving in that direction. Mm Because sometimes you can either not see it or you think that it's all taken care of, but really, you know, it's just shifted in a different direction. And so having others and having someone else that can say, I haven't walked the exact same road, but I've been through something similar. I think that always makes the difference, right? Because a counselor can sit across from you and, and give advice, but if they've not walked through that, it, you know, it's, it's a whole different type of advice than that person who's looking at you across the table and saying, I've walked through that. And, and here was my experience, you know, and, uh, there's, I think that bond that happens, you know, in that way. So, wow. I mean, so I love that you're helping women in this area because it is so important. And I love the fact that you've repurposed a really difficult time in your life. And I'm so sorry that, you know, that happened to you, but you're repurposing it in a way that is adding life to others you know, and that is helping them to get out of it. And so in that, I think there can be a good purpose, you know, in in what it is that you went through, right? I didn't go through it to not not have it help others. (laughs) Exactly. It's one of those things. I remember a friend of mine going through a really difficult time one time said, I would never have volunteered to be in this club. But she said, the things that I have gained by being in this club, meaning with these other women who also had experienced the same thing she had, she said, has, has made all the difference. And so I'm just going to embrace where I am and what's coming from this and, you know, and what God can do with, you know, some really difficult, you know, things in life. And, you know, I think that's always a choice of our perspective as to how we're going to look at something and what we're going to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other tips or things that you want to share for someone who's listening, who may be just kind of wondering what would be a next step or how do I, you know, how do I even help my friends in this? Well, uh, one thing I do want to mention that if you're, you know, if you're watching this and you are in that toxic relationship and you're ready to come out of it, um, you know, contact me, contact anybody that, that can help you. However, if your friend is in the toxic relationship, please know that, um, like I said earlier, that it, they have been systematically brought down. So it's not very likely that they're going to listen to you the first time. They're not going to believe you either. So, you know, it's a very difficult um, kind of tightrope that you walk when it's one of, when it's a friend of yours that's going through it because they're not going to see it because they're in that mud, you know, it's a terrible cycle. Um, especially if you're out of it and you've gotten the help and now you're kind of that, that reformed, you know, person that, that, oh my goodness, this is wonderful. You can do it too. You're there, but they're still back here and and it's difficult. Um, But no, the three things is just really the self-awareness, the acceptance, and just don't rush it. Please don't rush it because you're going to be, you're going to be right back. If you don't work through it and you think you're fixed and you think everything's great. And then you start going on dates and something else, you know, something triggers you and you're going to realize, and then you're going to feel terrible. So you got to work through it step-by-step do the work and you're going to come. And like I said, time goes by anyway. So, um, you know, at the end of it, you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be awesome because of what you, what you've done for yourself. For sure. For sure. Well, this is such an important topic that I know you are passionate about and I'm passionate about sharing with those 
who, you know, are in that situation and don't know it or who, or who don't do know it and aren't quite sure what to do about it. So I appreciate you, you know, just, just being so generous with us today. So if somebody's listening either themselves, they're, they're, they're uh, feeling that, that thing in their gut about, you know, their relationship, or they're thinking of that person they know, how could someone get in touch with you and what kind of a resource do you have to offer so they can get, you know, some more help and information for taking those next steps? Sure. So you can you can reach me on my personal Facebook page. Um, it's Lisa Foray Hubert, um, and you can also uh, we also I also have a private group, Unpacking Toxic Baggage, where I have uh, women come in, and you know we have a few men, but everybody has been uh, affected by or touched by abuse, narcissism in one way or another, whether it be a partner, a parent, a boss, friends, whatever. Um, you can find me either, either of those two areas. And I do have a freebie. It is on my, uh, on my page and it is what to go back for a second. When my husband left me, I couldn't focus. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And one night it occurred to me that I just needed to kind of mentally shift myself and think of something totally different, kind of a meditation. Um, So I created this, this little world of mine where I just go to every now and then still do it when I need to focus, when I need to calm down, when I need to sleep. And for some reason I can't, my mind's going a million miles a minute. I created a little tiny um, eight page booklet. It's full of white space and pictures. Don't worry. And um, I would love to share it with everybody. I think it really helps people to, uh, you know, to come to that calm, that, that calm place, that focused mind. So you can ask those important questions. So you can be more self-aware. So you can have that acceptance. You know, you need a clear mind to do all that. So. So true. So true. You know, because so much of it is, like you said, is in our mind. And that's where the first changes are going to happen before we make any take any kind of action on the outside. So thank you for being so generous with that. I will have you put the link to that down in the show notes. So anyone who's listening, you can go, um, you know, find Lisa and find that resource to really be able to start to get some clarity, uh, you know, around your situation and around where you are. And I'll also drop, I was just thinking as you were explaining that I've got something I call a reflect and resolve journal, and it's a little gift and it just kind of helps you to pause because I think that's the key, right? If you're it is. Oh, something, yeah. something like this and you keep going, you're just, you know, you just keep going. And like you said, you're in the mud. It's just going to keep getting muddier and muddier, but pausing to reflect on where you are, right. And, and really take a look at that and then, and then think about where you want to be. Right. And then, then as we see that gap, we can start, you know, bridging that gap with small steps that will move mm-hmm. you in that direction of where you want to be. Um, because that's, you know, that's the only way that we're going to get out of, you know, a situation like this. And um, baby steps are still steps. Exactly. Exactly. Moving in the right direction. So I will put the link to that in the show notes as well. And, uh, you know, again, just please, if you're listening and this is you just hear our hearts that we want you to be whole and well. And so, you know, reach out for help, find some resources, whether it's Lisa or whether it's somebody close to you, somebody that you can trust, get those resources. And if you're seeing this in someone, please don't be afraid to, to step up and say the hard thing. You know, sometimes we need a good friend that will say that and maybe, you know, stick, stick with it a couple of, you know, several times because you, you know, you could save someone from a whole lot of heartache and, you know, and other things that, that could be coming from that. So please share this with someone that, that could benefit uh, from that as well. So thank you, Lisa, so much for sure, sharing my with pleasure. us today. Thank you. Appreciate for that and what you were doing. 
Oh my goodness. This is such a blessing for me to just, I love connecting with women about their passions and how they're using that to serve other people. Right. And so it just makes my heart so happy to, to see the difference you can make uh, in all kinds of different areas. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.